Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. I am so glad that I found Buzzsprout and was lucky enough to start with them. They've been so instrumental in helping me grow That Girl the Podcast. I love that I can look at my stats anytime, anywhere, and know exactly how I'm doing. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Chapter 31, The Dinner Party. Six months later. Do you know where you're going? Jennifer asked, holding her pregnant belly with one hand and the side of the door with the other. Yes, I know where I'm going. There's just a lot of traffic. I know how to get there. I say, bickering like a sister to her. Because you could always take Olympic to get to Century City. It's a whole lot faster, and you'd miss all the construction going on on Santa Monica Boulevard. I know, I whine, and make a sharp turn on Doheny towards Olympic. Ugh, you're such a backseat driver. It's just that I know better, that's all, she says proudly. I would have gotten us there, I spar. Yeah, like two hours later, she laughs. She adjusts herself, moving her seatbelt over and around her beach ball belly. She just popped recently, and for the five months she hit it so well, it's very obvious now that she's having a baby. So I really want to check out some cute maternity clothes, but just jeans and dresses, she says, making a face. For all the fat days I've had, I'm sure I'll have some tunics I can get some use out of right now. I roll my eyes at her. Fat days, whatever. Seriously, gluten really makes me blow up. And after the baby, I'm going to need therapy to even cope with having a post-mommy body. If I were in your shoes, I'd be making the most of it. Eat whatever you want. Wear the stretchy clothes. This is your time to be whoever you would be if you didn't live in a city where a size zero is considered normal. She looks disturbed. We'll see. I did eat a chocolate croissant the other day. And you know how many calories are in just a regular croissant alone? I'm going to slap you in the face if you don't stop soon, I say. She sighs. Okay, fine. I know. I'm just hormonal. I'm freaking out about everything now. You get to be a crazy lady, but only so crazy. I make a turn on Olympic, and it's free and clear. See? She says, reveling in her being right. Yeah, you were right. I'll give you that one. I smirk. So are you excited about the dinner party tonight with Ryan? She coos. Jennifer's been counting down the days until our housewarming dinner party. Yes, I say in a kind of whine like a kid might to their mom. Oh, I'm so excited, she squeals. It's just a dinner party, nothing else. She looks at me stunned and says sarcastically, There could be something else. I roll my eyes again at her. Don't start going there again, I warn. I don't know what you're talking about, she says. Your ring size is four and a half, right? She says, taking the mental note she knows all too well the answer to, after asking me time and again for the last month, There will be no proposing tonight, trust me. 
It's big enough that I've moved in. I don't think he wants to scare me off completely. I laugh. But that's what you want, don't you? She asks more worried than usual. I mean, I love him. (laughs) I don't see an end in the foreseeable future. So you do want to marry him, she says, making sure. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. But I've never been the wedding kind of girl. Like, I would elope or something simple like that. People are having beautiful courthouse weddings now. We could get you guys married at the Beverly Hills Courthouse and do a beautiful reception at Fig and Olive. Oh, or Nobu, like my engagement party. I could call the event coordinator that I used to set it all up. She says, already planning my wedding. Okay, hold on. (laughs) You're going way too far off the deep end here. I say, putting my hands up in the air. I know you want me to be married and have a baby so we can do it together, but so much has changed in the last year. I kind of just want to take it a step at a time. She sighs. I know. I just love you guys and I want you to be happy. And I know you would be happy together having a courthouse wedding. She mumbles, flashing me a pearly white smile. We'll see. I say smirking. She claps her hands. Yay! Okay, who's coming tonight? Uh, you guys, some of his friends. I think that's it. You're my only friend besides Ryan. I laugh. Better to have good friends you can count on one hand than a ton of assholes. I think that's how they say it. She says, choking. It's really amazing how many people have left my life in the last year. People I thought never would. Like Danny and Lexi. Those were the girls you worked with? Yeah, I mean, I was never that close with Danny. She was kind of in her own orbit. But Lexi was always sweet to me. I guess friendships just change and fade. Jennifer nods to this. You know, everyone left my life around the same time too. But looking at where I am now, there's no way any of them could have come with me on this ride. Just you, she says. Aw, I smile at her. And we'll be adding one more friend to the mix soon, she says. Who? I ask. Baby Emma, she says happily. I gasp. Oh my god, you're right. She will be our new friend. That is the sweetest thing I've ever heard of. We approach our destination and Jennifer finds a parking spot. We get out and walk to the first baby store on her list today. I go to open the door for her and she looks at me thoughtfully. Things really have changed, haven't they? They have, I say smiling. After a long day of shopping, Jennifer and I are thoroughly worn out. She drops me off at home and heads to her place to freshen up for later. The house is already filled with waitstaff and catering that have come early to set up. Looks like a few more place settings have been put out than I originally thought, and I find Ryan and ask him about this. He looks at me casually. Oh, I just invited a few more people. Oh? I say wishing he would have texted me first, especially when I thought it was just going to be a more casual night. I just thought it would be the few of us. He puts his hands on my shoulders and brings me in for a kiss. It will be. Okay. I say warily looking around. I'm going to go in the office and try to write. I say calling out to him as he moves around frantically. It's a great idea. Get your mind off things. He shouts from the kitchen. Why would I need to get my mind off things? I yell. But he's already deep in conversation with a caterer and not listening to me. I walk slowly to the office and suddenly I start to wonder if Jennifer might be right. Ryan and I have set up an office so that the both of us can work out of it. But because he has a real office to go to and doesn't need this one, I take up most of the space. My guitar hangs on the wall next to the new mixing speakers Ryan bought me for my birthday. 
There's a framed picture of Dan, Ryan, myself, and Kelly Clarkson at the office smiling. And a picture of Ryan and I at sunset looking totally fresh-faced and in love. I love looking at it. It's a reminder of how far we've come. I sit down at my computer and queue up my latest session on Pro Tools. The last six months have been nothing short of extraordinary. Like a movie almost. My song with Dan blew up and suddenly not only was I making money, but my name was out there in a big way. Managers were calling to have me and Dan write for their artists almost immediately. It was overwhelming to say the least. To go from being a nobody to having big names called because they needed to work with me was almost unreal. What I've waited for is really happening. When you try to be something creative for so long, you're so used to it not being your reality that when it does become part of your reality, it almost seems like a dream. But more so, you feel like a fraud. For everyone who said no, it's hard to believe the one person who says yes. Ryan was amazing in helping me keep the confidence I needed to accept this and to not second-guess myself and my writing after fame, or whatever you want to call it, started happening. I had always heard the phrase, fear of success, which I always thought was absurd. But now I get it. It's scary to get what you want. It's not that I didn't want this. It's that I've never lived it, and it's a totally new life for me. I've had some issues at times writing since the song came out and doubting my ability, but every time I sit to write with someone or by myself, I just think, this isn't really about me. This is about the song. Let the song be what it wants to be and let go. It helps me to keep writing and to keep writing in larger quantities, because not every song is a hit. You can only hope for the best and do your best while you're at it. I've kept in touch with Ben and his publisher, Jane, who I talk to pretty often. Ben was happy to hear that things worked themselves out with Ryan, as he knew they would. Leave it to him to always know how life will turn out. He's been to LA one other time, and all three of us finally had that barbecue in Santa Monica. Turns out it wasn't that bad. Ben's words. And the first song we wrote eventually did get cut by none other than Miss Carrie Underwood. I can still remember watching that songwriter at the open mic who had written a song for her. If I had only known that that would be me in just a short time... I never would have believed it. I stuck around at my job at the bar just long enough until the money off my songs slowly started coming in. And it was slow. Finally, about three months later, I left to pursue songwriting full-time. They all gave me a celebratory drink, a Jack and Diet, of course, and told me to come back once in a while to say hello. Every time I go to grab a beer with someone, whether at the Village Idiot or any other bar, it's a humble reminder that I'm truly no different than anyone here or in any job. Even my boss Lorena at the soap opera. She was just trying to make it happen in her own way. We're all just trying to make it happen and find some happiness while we do it. And of course there's Ezra. He went on to keep touring with Shayla. Her record came out and so did his royalties for our song. I was never able to officially prove that it was mine, but I know it's mine, and so does he. He's doing what he has to do, which is pretty dangerous in a small town, and one day, his luck is going to run out. As for Jennifer's talk of marriage, it's true. Ryan and I have talked about getting married. I'm in no hurry, but I'm also not waiting for anything else to happen either. I love the love we have. We're happy in our place, we love each other, and we're planning a trip to Paris soon in honor of our lunch date that cured it all. I mean, what else could I ask for? For all of the years I only look towards the future, it's nice to feel so happy in the present. I open up to my last session in Pro Tools and listen back to what I have. 
I've been programming more lately and playing around with more electronic beats to try and broaden my horizons with different artists. It's going well. I'm a nerd, so I love playing around with tech stuff. But for me, the song is still everything. What does it say and how does the music make you feel? That's why if you ever play a song acoustically, even an electronic song, you can tell instantly if it's good or not. Good songs just stand up on their own, just like people do. I don't feel like writing, but I try anyway. I pull my guitar down to try and get a melody going. I work on it for about 15 minutes, trying to find the source of the song, but nothing wants to come out. I huff, annoyed that it feels hard. Hey, it's my job now, and writing can be work. It's also the weekend, so maybe I'll cut myself some slack and try writing something else. I try picking my old song on guitar that never seems to complete itself. That old melody I've known for so long, like an old friend. I play through the chords, singing a different chorus each time since it doesn't have any lyrics. I just make them up as I go. Then it finally hits me. This is my song. It's okay that I can't finish it because it's not supposed to be completed. Just like people, the song keeps evolving. A couple of hours later, I'm ready for the party in a peach vintage slip dress and my hair in a messy bun. I walk into the living room to see it decked out in flowers and silver balloons. It looks like a New Year's Eve party. Confused, I find someone who looks in charge and ask them why the choice of color. They don't know either. I walk into the kitchen and see Ryan surveying the appetizers and come up behind him with a soft hug. Hi, I say into his ear. Startled but happy to see me, he turns around and holds me. You look beautiful. I step back and do a little twirl. Oh yeah, you think? I say coyly. He slides his hand sensually around my waist. Oh yeah, he says, nuzzling into my neck and kissing it. Hey hun, what's up with the color choice tonight? Silver balloons? Are we having a New Year's Eve party? I say sarcastically. You don't like it? He asks disappointed. No, they're great. I smile lovingly at him. You know, party planning really isn't my forte, and I know it's yours, so I'm just going to sit back and let you do what you do best. He smiles relieved. Thanks, babe. Guests should be arriving pretty soon. Can I get you a drink? Sure. What are we having? Let's ask the bartender. We come up to a young guy dressed in black standing behind the bar that's been set up for tonight. What are the signature cocktails tonight? He points to a card with two specialty drinks listed. Ryan and I look them over. There's a French martini, an old-fashioned, and something called the Platinum. What's the Platinum? I ask. The bartender starts to explain, but Ryan hushes him before he can speak. Nervously, he says, It's a tequila. Platinum tequila. It's great. You should try it. Huh, I don't know. I love French martinis. I say, wondering what the hell is going on and why Ryan and now the bartender are acting so weird. Then it runs past my mind again. Oh my god. Does this mean platinum? Like, platinum ring? I look at Ryan funny. He looks nervous at the bartender making our drinks. What's going on? I ask suspiciously. The bartender doesn't speak. He pours my drink into a shaker and shakes it loudly. Ryan tries to speak over the noise. Nothing! Nothing's going on! Not convinced. We grab our drinks and walk towards the back patio that overlooks the city. The weather is a perfect temperature tonight. It just lends itself for lounging outside and having late night talks. We lean on the railing. Cheers, I say, raising my glass. He raises his. Cheers, to the most beautiful girl I know. We clink glasses and take a sip. I take a deep breath and let go, trying to relax. What's up? He asks me. 
I look over at him. Are you? I begin, but stop myself. Nothing. I say, taking another sip of my drink. Trying to change the subject, I say, I had this little epiphany while writing earlier. Yeah? Did you come up with something new? He says nervously, taking a long sip of his old-fashioned. I furrow my brow at him, confused. Yeah. I stare at him, trying to suss out the situation, but continue my thought. In a hurry? I say, referring to the sip. His eyebrows go up, the glass still on his lips. Hmm? Never mind. So the Platinum, did you come up with that name or did the party coordinator? I think she did? Suddenly the doorbell rings. He looks at me. It's time. He kisses me and walks towards the door, reaching his hand back and looking at me to come with him. My heart suddenly speeds up. There's no turning back now. Our friends filter in for the next half hour. Jennifer and Greg are already blaming their unborn baby for being late. It's a great mix of friends from his side, newer friends from both of ours, and two old friends from my side. We talk and banter while cater waiters walk around serving us deconstructed tuna tartare tacos and sweet duck and sticky rice bites. They're delicious. I tell Jennifer I'll be drinking for two tonight because she can't. She laughs at this but slumps down and sulks for just a minute. I can have one glass of red wine. That's it. How very European of you. It's necessary, she says. I look at Greg, who seems to be enjoying himself. Hey, Greg, do you mind if Jennifer and I have a little girl time? He unhooks his arm from hers. She's all yours. Jennifer smiles at this, and he walks towards Ryan, joining his group of friends. I lean into Jennifer. I think you're right, I whisper. About what? She whispers back. About Ryan proposing, I say quietly. She gasps loudly. People look around at her as she quickly recovers. Baby kicked. Everyone goes back to what they were doing, and Jennifer leans in close to me. Let's go outside. We get to the deck, and she shuts the glass door for more privacy. Oh my god, she says, hugging me. I pull her off me as to not attract attention. I'm not sure, but the theme of the night is all about silver, and there's a drink called the Platinum. I mean, I don't think I'm reaching too far with this, right? No, I think you're right. You might be getting engaged tonight. She starts to tear up as she does these days and puts her hand on her heart. Oh no, I say nervously and pat her back awkwardly. People are starting to stare. I give a fake smile to all of them, including Ryan, who's looking over concerned. I'm sorry. She wipes her eyes and tries to compose herself again. It's just that this is such a happy day, she says, holding her belly. I look back inside and see Ryan motioning for us to come in for dinner. Dinner is a beautiful farm-fresh California cuisine-inspired meal with vegetables from the local farmer's market. We have fresh fish and meat from our local butcher and even handcrafted vodka from one of Ryan's friends, who does it as a hobby, who's actually quite good at it. Appetizers are served and conversation is heavy in music. Most of our friends are in the music industry, with only a couple of their spouses in other fields. I see Greg trying to bond with the outsiders, as Jennifer, always the life of the party, makes new friends almost immediately over real estate and babies. We talk and eat. This goes on until the dessert has been cleared. A light whipped cream with basil and mint over basalmic glazed strawberries. I could have had two servings, but after the halibut and lemon and rosemary sauce with fresh new potatoes, I'm practically carrying my own food baby. 
We sit together, full and happy. A server comes around to give us an aperitif imported from Italy, which will help with digestion. Ryan clinks the back of his glass and stands up slowly. Temporarily forgetting thoughts of proposals from earlier, Jennifer shoots me a look that quickly reminds me that yes, this might be the moment. I take a quick breath to prepare. I just want to thank you all for coming tonight, Ryan begins. Are you kicking us out already? A friend of his heckles. Ryan shoots him a smirk and continues. As some of you already know, this party was to celebrate a housewarming. But, he looks down at me happily. I stare up at him, eagerly awaiting what might come next. There's an ulterior motive for bringing you all here tonight. My heart starts to pound. I can't even look at Jennifer as I feel her eyes on me. The group stays quiet listening. As most of you, if not all of you know, my lovely girlfriend has had a pretty amazing year. She's written with some pretty incredible writers and really made a name for herself as an up-and-coming new songwriter. But of course, this isn't without some strife. She lost out on a song she co-wrote, but as fate, or as I would like to think, really hard work would have it, another bigger, better cut came right after that. Most of you know how hard it was when you were just starting out, and it has the ability to break you. But she didn't break. She stood up and pushed through it all. Not only am I beyond proud of her for everything she's done, but I am absolutely the luckiest man to call her mine. I can practically feel my heart about to beat out of my chest. He begins to bend down, and I gasp ever so quietly, waiting for him to pull out a little black box. But instead, he pulls out a large, square-shaped object covered in black cloth. I'm thoroughly confused now, and glance over at Jennifer, whose face is smiling widely. He pulls the cloth off, and underneath is a framed platinum record from my Kelly Clarkson song. This couldn't go to anyone more deserving than you, honey. Congratulations. Your song has gone platinum. Ryan bursts. I start to cry softly as the group starts to clap. He hands me the record and I stare at it in disbelief. I look down at it and there it is, written by and my name. I stand up and kiss him. Thank you. I whisper into his ear. I'm the luckiest girl to call you mine. While Jennifer's hopes were dashed tonight, the night is most definitely a success. We say goodbye to our guests as they head out. Jennifer gives me a long, tight hug, her belly pushing into me. I'm so proud of you, of everything. You really did it. Did what? You made your dream come true. She looks around and then at Ryan. All of your dreams. She pulls my hair in front of me and smiles thoughtfully. We shut the door and the house is finally quiet from the night. That's the last of them, Ryan says. I wrap my arms around him and kiss him. Where's the hammer? I ask. For what? He says. I want to hang my record up, I say. We walk into the office with a hammer and some nails while Ryan flips on the light to look for a good place to hang it. How about there? He says, pointing to a blank spot next to the Kelly picture. That's perfect. He grabs the hammer and begins to drive a small nail into the wall. You know, when I was in here earlier, this is the last thing I thought would happen tonight, I say. Oh, I'm glad. I wasn't sure if you already knew your song had gone platinum. I told Jennifer to throw you off with talk about me proposing. What? I say shocked. You of all people. He winks and gives the record to me. Would you like to do the honors? I take it and hang it up, making sure it's perfectly straight. There it is, 
your first platinum record, he says proudly. As I look at Ryan, all traces of nervous laughter go away as I stare lovingly at him. Ryan brushes my hair behind my ear, and out of the corner of my eye, I see my computer blinking with a window that says, All recovered files found. Reboot complete. What is that? I walk over and sit down at the desk. I click on the window, and it begins to list recently recovered files. I don't understand what this is. I didn't run this. I guess your computer did a reboot? What does it say? He asks. I scroll down the list of files, and there it is. Pro Tools session fall for you. I gasp, not sure what to make of it, and click on it. Suddenly, the session pops up on my computer with all of its original tracks. This can't be happening, I say in utter disbelief. I press the space bar to play the track. Ezra and my original session is there in its entirety. I look up at Ryan, and he's as dumbfounded as I am. Is this what I think it is? He asks. It's all here. I can't believe this. I don't even know how this is possible, but it's here. I can prove that I wrote this song. I say, a smile starting to form on my face. I guess the universe works in mysterious ways, he says. I stand up and he hugs me tightly. Do you want to call Shayla's publisher or should I? Not yet, I say quietly. We look into each other's eyes and I know that he's the one for me. When you strip away what we do for a living, where we live, what we have, it just leaves us and the people we are at the core. I would choose Ryan time and time again without any of this, because what we have is better than a platinum record any day of the week. I feel such a sense of warmth and belonging, not only with him, but in my life. I finally made it to the place we all hope we can be one day, a place of real happiness and it's so much more than just getting a song cut or going platinum. It's about finally allowing yourself to be who you were meant to be. I may have lived a chunk of my adulthood being something I wasn't, but the universe has a way of bringing you where you're supposed to be, even when you feel like you've lost your chance. I couldn't be any more grateful for how I got here, and I wouldn't change a thing. We stand there in each other's arms, and I can't remember ever feeling so full of happiness in my life. I have a million thoughts running through my head, but one in particular pops up. Did I ever tell you I used to have this reoccurring dream about winning the lottery? I ask. Do you remember the numbers? Because tonight is definitely the night we should play with your luck, he kids. I smile. My mom used to say that making it in music would be like winning the lottery. Well, you certainly hit the jackpot tonight. I hit the jackpot with you. Winning the lottery of music is one thing, but winning at love is everything. The end. Hey guys, did you know that for $5 a month, you can help support That Girl the Podcast on our new Patreon page? You'll get access to bonus podcast episodes only seen on Patreon, bonus footage on current episodes, Q&As, and everyone's favorite, loopers, and so much more. Because That Girl doesn't have sponsors, you'd be our sponsor. With $5 a month, you can help me keep making the podcast. To sign up, go to patreon.com forward slash that girl the podcast.